to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Um, let's see, what do we title today's message? That's the one thing I've not yet mastered, the art of giving titles. So uh, today, the thing is, my titles are always like long sentences. So let's title today's message for purposes of your notes and and the like. Let's just title it zealous for the Lord hyphen the key to fervent prayer this week was interesting I received a phone call on Friday morning from uh, Pastor Daniel Kaira and so he gives me a call and he told me ah you know he tells me I had a very strange dream I'm like okay what's the dream and he said in the dream him and I were walking together and we're going somewhere. And then this woman who seemed very respected stopped us. And then um, the woman was speaking to me. I'll use me. I'll not share Pastor Daniel's part. Because so, <laughs> that's for him. So the woman was speaking to me. And then she said something interesting. Um, something like, I, I may be. Uh, misquoting the words, but something like um, you need to be as zealous as you were when you started. Something like that. You need to be as zealous as you were when you started. So apparently Pastor Daniel and I looked at each other because when it comes to zeal, we try. <laughs> and in the dream of friend we're thinking, ah, just from holding a conference, there's uh, so much. And so apparently we remained pensive. And in his words, when we're just about to discuss what the woman said, his son slapped him and said, wake up. (laughs) And so he called me and he was thinking, and he was telling me, I don't know, but maybe, maybe it's like a false dream. Maybe it's Satan or something. And he said, okay, let me pray about it. And everything about it was giving me peace. Everything about it was giving me peace. Do I think I'm zealous? Yes, I think so. But then I felt like I felt like God was challenging me. I don't know if you get my point. Like there are different ways of motivating. One of them is challenging. <laughs> I felt like God was challenging me. After all, the Bible says um, those that bear fruit, he 
that they can bear even more fruit. So I look back at some of my beginnings. I realized that, oh my God, I put all my eggs in one basket. <laughs> and I've taught on zeal before. I may teach it again with an enhanced revelation. I taught on zeal for life. I taught on zeal for God. I taught on what other dimension of zeal did I teach? Did I teach on zeal for the saints? No, I didn't. That's another dimension. Now, I found it very interesting and I felt God is challenging me to revisit my zeal path. And firstly, just to ask myself, am I as zealous as I was then? And then if I can figure that out, can I outdo what I did then? Could it be that what you consider a full meal when you're five years old might be different when you're 15? That perhaps your capacity may have increased. Could it be that the amount of fuel that you put in a car that is 1.8 liters might have to adjust if you're now driving a car that is 3 liters? Because what was half in another car may be quarter in another one. And so I told myself, I need one thing I, I never want is ever to look back and see that I was more zealous then than I am now. And there are so, so many things that can affect your zeal. So many things that can affect your zeal. One of the things that can affect your zeal is the hardness of life. It's one of the things that can affect zeal. When one or two things maybe don't go your way. Another thing that can affect your zeal is a transition. The transition. Many people don't know how to manage transitions. You know, my wife has a podcast channel. Eh? And today, just search Google Podcasts, uh, Couch Talk with Mwelwa or Apple. We'll share the links in the church group. Today, she's actually done a podcast called Handling Transitions. Because many people struggle with handling a transition. That's usually where zeal is lost. Okay, zeal needs to be taught again. But for today, let's look at zeal in the context of prayer. Now, Second um, Peter chapter number 1 and verse 3. Maybe let's start from verse 2 for context. How many of you remember how we defined zeal? We taught on this, I think, two years ago. If I'm not mistaken, I did a couple of sermons. Pastor Joe did one as well. I think she gave an example from a cartoon. Which cartoon is that? Zootopia, where there was a sloth who was lagging. Yeah. And the Bible says, never lagging in zeal. The Bible says, grace and peace be multiplied to you. I remember that because I think we were in Kitwe at that time when she was teaching that. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Next verse. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. I want you to understand that God has given you everything that you need for life and he's also given you everything that you need for godliness. Today I'm focusing on godliness. Are you aware that God has given you what you need for godliness? I'll say that again. Do you know that God has what you need for godliness? That's why if somebody is thinking Christianity is hard, then they need to look within. Because God has given you what you need for godliness. Say, I have what I need to be a 7P believer. <laughs> to be godly. And I, I must mention that godliness is something that must be exercised. You know, you can learn to exercise godliness. Are you aware that there are certain things that you'll never grow until you start to use them? 
because spiritual things work like muscles. They need to be exercised. Let me give you an example. Do you know that even righteousness needs to be exercised? Because there is a difference between positional righteousness and practical righteousness. It's one thing to be righteous simply because of what the Lord has given you. It's another thing to put that righteousness into practice. And then that righteousness put into practice is what is called holiness. That's why it says righteousness leading unto holiness. Now, let me just show you that. Look at Hebrews chapter number 5. Hebrews 5. And I want you to see verse 11. Hebrews 5 verse 11. Are we there? Wonderful. Now, he's talking about this uh, gentleman called Melchizedek. You've heard of Melchizedek, right? Ask your neighbor, have you heard of Melchizedek? What are they saying? Okay. And then it says... Now, Melchizedek, just for purposes of those who don't know, in this scripture, um, it's believed Paul is the one who wrote it. Paul is talking about how Jesus is a priest in the order of Melchizedek. And then in the scriptures, you find Melchizedek is the gentleman who Abraham, who, met, who Abraham met when he was on his way back from saving Lot, if you remember that time when Lot was captured. And then Melchizedek is the gentleman who Abraham met and Abraham paid Melchizedek his tithes. And then the Bible tells us that Melchizedek had, I think he had bread and he had wine, if I'm not mistaken. And you notice that that's in the order of Jesus' priesthood because that's communion. So the elements that Melchizedek worked with were communion elements. So Paul is saying that, look, we would have been able to tell you much more about Melchizedek, but currently was struggling because you're not hearing very well. Let's go on. Next verse. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, tell your neighbor by this time. It says you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. You have come to need milk and not solid food. Why? Uh-huh. Verse 13. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled skilled in the word of righteousness for he's a babe. Notice the word unskilled. It doesn't say does not know. It doesn't say has never heard of. It says unskilled. So you can hear of it but not be skilled. Because skill takes practice. That's why you notice what the next verse says. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercise to discern both good and evil. You'll notice something, that as you grow in the faith, there are certain times where God, by his grace, will give you the manifestation of the gifts of discernment. And then there are times that by your maturity, you can be able to discern certain things. Eli didn't need a vision to know that Samuel was being called. He was well he could tell. There was someone who I was telling here. I've forgotten who I was telling. Who was I telling that if you continue like this, I think you'll be a deaconess? Who was that? Who? Hazel, right? Yeah. I knew why I was saying that. I didn't need a revelation. It was by reason of use. I could tell. I could tell. As a matter of fact, I'll put it like this. If 
Um, I'm your pastor, and I know you personally. I can tell you what you need to work on to upgrade to the next level. We just don't always say it. Sometimes we put it in prayer. Let's continue. <laughs> I'm very serious. I can tell. I can tell. And that's why we also commend that everyone in church is connected to a leader. Because ideally, I'm not the only one who can tell. Usually, the leader you directly report to can tell. Where are some of the areas you need to upgrade? We are talking about exercising godliness. First Timothy 4. Verse 6 to 8. You'll see where we're going soon with this. So I've said God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. And then I'm explaining that godliness must be exercised. If you instruct the brethren in these things, if you want to know these things, you should read earlier. <laughs> you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ. So you can be a bad one. And it says, nourished in the words of faith, and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. Uh -huh. But reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself towards godliness. Uh -huh. For bodily exercise profits a little. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't exercise. At least there is profit. So clearly, on a scripture, from a scripture perspective, there is profit in bodily exercise. So we're having a football match soon. Now, exercising feels better when you win. Guys, this time we have to win. <laughs> There's no way Zambia hasn't won nice for sure. We have to win. Yeah. We may not have announced the last football results for personal reasons. <laughs> Guys, no, I'm very serious. <laughs> I'm not going to permit that. If we don't win, I'm banning. <laughs> Let me not say wins here. So technical team. And uh, we need a proper formation, and we have to win. Okay, let's continue. Body <laughs> exercise feels better when you're winning. Who agrees with me? <laughs> Bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Now, if you want to be fit, how much exercise do you need to do? And how consistent does it need to be? Similarly, godliness must be exercised. That's why fasting shouldn't be strange for a Christian. I believe every Christian should have a personal schedule of when they fast, which is not necessarily... It may just so happen that it falls on the same day as the church one, but every Christian should have a personal schedule of when they fast. That's why even as we give you prayer points, if you want, you can even prepare your own booklet of your own prayer points as well. Because every Christian should be fasting. That's, that's something that should be normal for believers. I'm not saying you should enjoy the, the, the... I'm not saying you should enjoy all of it. Are there times when you're fasting and you're hungry? Yes, that's the whole point. <laughs> and you know what's funny about fasting? You find on a normal day... Um, let's say if you're doing the midnight fast, from what I noticed... On a normal day, you find you're never hungry at midnight. The day of fasting, one minute past midnight, boom. <laughs> and you're just wondering, Lord, how will I manage? So you decide you'll sleep longer. Zero five, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> 
So this one we're doing from 06 hours to 18. I've been asked questions about what to do before 06. It's not my issue. <laughs> Whatever a person decides to do before 06. But between 06 and 18, try your best to stay away from food. And not the whole day you're binge watching a series and you call that fasting. That's not fasting. That's starving. That's staying away from food. Imagine the whole day someone is binge watching a series and they call that fasting. That's not fasting. That's fasting from prayer. Let's, let's, let's. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, I said okay. <laughs> By the way, one thing I admonish you is that there are certain things that you must not do when you're fasting. There are certain things which perhaps may be... I'll give you an example. Every now and then, um, I do computer-based football matches to practice my mental stimulation. Maybe you can call it FIFA. <laughs> Just practicing my mental stimulation and decision making. <laughs> I can't do that during the hours of a fast. I can't. So I would advise you to, like, let sermons be your entertainment. Are we clear? <laughs> yeah, let sermons be your entertainment. Someone would say, what about... Um, Look, I'm working, I've got school and ABCD. That's not a problem. If you have to pray at 22, you can still break at 18, but can pray at 22. And the sacrifice will be honored as long as, as well as a prayer. But I feel there are certain things that you can just be very deliberate about. For example, you've got a one-hour break for lunch. You're clearly not eating lunch. Take, <laughs> take 20 minutes of it and just pray. Catch up with something. Uh, some people have asked, do I allow... Uh, I, sometimes I struggle to speak about whether we allow juice and... Because some people just... <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with maybe something for, ex, for, for a bit of energy, especially if maybe you're taking uh, medication or perhaps you've got exams or maybe your work is really physical. But then you find someone with a chimahel. <laughs> <laughs> no, pastor said... <laughs> You can have something for energy. <laughs> My hero and a fruit salad. <laughs> Guys, that's, not that's dieting. And please, as you break your fast, guys, the food is not running away. <laughs> not 1759, the egg is being fried. Father, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Actually, 1759, it's in the microwave, eh? <laughs> and it's set on one minute. <laughs> okay, now, just one key before I get back. Can I tell you one key, though? In a week where you're fasting, if you usually buy lunch, I advise you, buy somebody else lunch. <laughs> no, don't keep your breakfast lunch and then you can eat it all at once. No, I mean it. Ladies and gentlemen, when you're fasting, it's one of the best times to give. 
Praise the Lord. And who's also noticed when you're fasting, that's when people offer you. <laughs> I receive the most offers when I'm fasting. Okay, guys, let's, let's continue. So one of the keys, one of the things that God has given us for life and godliness is zeal. Zeal is the fuel that is needed um, for the car to move. Someone said something about fuel and a car, because that doesn't come from me. <laughs> Look at Isaiah 9-7. It says, Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice, from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. That's for the Lord Jesus, saying that for him to accomplish everything he needs to do, it's the zeal of the Lord that will accomplish it. So zeal is needed for you to accomplish anything. Somebody may ask, what is zeal? It's, it's a passionate adore, you know, where you think about a fire. A fire is always zealous to grow. A fire doesn't stay on the same level. It's zealous to grow. That's how zeal works. Zeal works like a fire. Praise God. Now, I came here with just a few questions about zeal. Just a few questions. Number one. Is there anybody here who's zealous for the glory of God? Tell your neighbor, there are just a few questions. <laughs> Psalm 42, from verse 1 to verse 4. Is there anyone who's zealous for her dimensions of the glory of God? Well, you don't want it to just be a doctrine. You don't want it to just be theology. What did the priests experience? That the Bible says they fail. I also want to fall. I don't know about you. If the priest fell, I want, I'm entering my room. Boom. What happened? No, the glory of God. The Bible says, as the deer panteth for the water, as the deer pants for the water brooks. So my soul, so pants my soul for you, O God. Right? Next verse. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Notice what he says. When shall I come and appear before God? Have you ever had that longing inside? Like, uh, I know we, we experience him the whole day, but have you ever had those moments where you're like, okay, I can't wait to just have my moment. I can't wait to finish being busy with this, being busy with this, being busy with this. I just want to be just in the presence of my Father. Who's ever had those moments? Or this week, if that's what you want. Next verse. And it says... My tears have been my food day and night. Or they continually say to me, where is your God? Next verse. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God. With a voice of joy and praise. With a multitude that kept a pilgrim fast. Now, a pilgrim feast. Now, David at this point doesn't have access to the temple. But then we can see something. 
we see that it's not just his spirit longing for God, even his flesh. And then he was remembering and remembering. There are some people listening to me who perhaps that's your position right now. You're sort of like in a position of remembrance. You remember when you used to pray. You remember when you used to lift your hands, when you could worship for, with, without a schedule, without anyone telling you to do it. You remember when you would study the word and receive revelation for yourself. You remember when you could speak and you would hear God. You remember when you would prophesy. You remember when you would get divine ideas and put them into reality. Is your heart longing for that again? If that's the case, then this fast is for you. And then there are others who perhaps you've been doing all that, but you just know there are greater realms of glory. Because the Bible says, Christ in me, the hope of glory. And we know that we move from faith to faith. We move from glory to glory. Because we've been destined to increase at all times. If that's the case, then this fast is for you. My second question. Is there anyone here who's zealous for fellowship with God? Just zealous to fellowship with God. To hear his thoughts. To share yours. To hear what he has for you. Psalm 63 and verse 1. The Bible says, a psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Next verse. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Let's just go on a bit. Notice the heart of David. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. What he's saying is, look, the way a delicious meal, what a delicious meal would do to my body, that's the same thing that my soul will experience in your presence. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. When you are struggling to sleep because you are just thinking of fellowshipping with God. I don't know if there is somebody here who has been zealous for fellowship. Zealous that when you lift your hands and say, Only potent Father, of mercy and grace, thou art welcome. Your room can just be flooded with the presence of God. And you can hear the counsel of God. Is there anyone in this place who's zealous for interactive prayer? Where you and God can converse over a matter. Where you can bring a matter before God and you can hear him clearly. Where you hear what he has to say about a situation. Look at 1 Kings 19 verse 10. Let's start from verse 9. 1 Kings 19. Look at from verse 9 and then we'll go down. And there he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? This is God asking him. Like, Elijah, what are you doing here? Uh -huh. And he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord of God, of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Next verse. 
Then he said to him, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Elijah wasn't satisfied. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake, still not satisfied. And after the earthquake, a fire, still not satisfied. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. Uh -huh. So it was then, it, so it was when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord of God, for the Lord God of hosts. And he explains why. And guess what happened next, in the next verse? God gave him an instruction. God had a different view from his. God told him, look, you're actually not alone. The, the situation is like this, 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 this. Imagine such an interacting session with God. And tells him, look, go from here, go that side, anoint this one, do this, I've reserved 7,000, I've done this. But he wouldn't have come to that place of interaction without an element of zeal. Because it's clear he was pressing. Can you imagine? You're hearing God and you're telling him you're zealous for him. And then you experience his move, but you're still zealous for him. Until he gives you that instruction. Someone here needs to hear God. Is there anyone in here who's saying, Pastor, I'm zealous for an instruction from God. I just need, I just need that go ahead. I need that do this. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 8. The Bible says, no, let's start from verse 5. I just want you to see this. 1 Samuel 30. Let me just start from verse 4, 3. Just look at the situation. Verse 3. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was burned with fire. Their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. I'm not sure who in this place may perhaps be in that position. Why it feels like all you've been doing is losing. Maybe you've been weeping and you've got no strength to weep. Let's go on. David's two wives, Ahinoam the Jezreelites and Abigail the widow of Nabor, the Camelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him. The same guys that he had raised. If you've read the history of these guys, these guys were rejects. David raises them, and then they wanted to stone him. And yet they never even had wives before they met him. <laughs> For the people spoke, spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and daughters. And what did David do? He encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Next verse. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he said, okay, I need a moment. <laughs> and David said to Abihah the priest, please bring the effort here to me. And Abihah brought the effort to David. So David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? 
the Lord didn't give an explanation why it happened, how it happened, who was responsible, who did this. The Lord just gave an instruction and said, pursue for you shall surely overtake them and recover without fail. Recover all. Is there someone who's just zealous for that instruction? Someone who just needs that go from the Lord. Someone who just needs that jump from the Lord. Someone who just needs that. Is there anyone who's zealous for an instruction from the Lord? City of the Lord Church, is there anyone zealous to just hear an instruction from the Lord? Oh God, just one word, just one word, just one word. Let's have the final three. Is there anyone who's zealous to pour out to God and just let him know what's on your heart? Psalm 34 verse 17 says, The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Someone who just wants a moment with God to just pour out. I'll tell you this. Speaking to God is very therapeutic. I'll say it again. <laughs> and guess what? He's always willing to listen. He hears the cries of the righteous. Let's have the final two. Anyone in this place who is zealous for the saints of God. Colossians 4 verse 12 says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a born servant of Christ, greets you always, laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in the will of God. Somebody who, yours is not to say, Oh, I heard that rumor about that one. Oh, let's laugh at them. They're falling. No. Yours is, ah, I need to take a moment. I need to take some time. I need to pray. Yours is when you hear, hey, that person has been lifted. They're now at that level. Your mindset is not saying, ah. They will fall soon. No, you're thinking, I need to take some time to pray. Because they need to go to an even higher level. They need to get to an even greater level. Where you've heard that that brother has finally won that sister over. Your mindset is not... You're not saying, ah, we feel up. No, no, no. Yours is, oh God. Strengthen them. Let them manage the situation well. Is there anyone... I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm zealous for each and every one of you. Like, I want to take time this week to pray for you. I think this week, I'll need that exercise again. I'll need the entire database. I, I, I just want to pray for everyone by name. Last time, it took me a few hours to be able to go through everyone's name. I need the databases from all the branches. Even if it's just one minute of prayer for each one, I just need to pray for everyone by name because I'm zealous for the saints of God, to see them established, to see them being the glory of the earth, you know, just to see them walking in the manifestation of what God has promised. I'm zealous for the saints to touch with their hands that which they've touched in the spirit. I'm zealous for them to see in the flesh that which they've seen in their heart. I'm zealous for, those, for God to embarrass those saints. Wait, you're wondering what I'm going to say next, right? 
There are some saints who need to be embarrassed. Let me tell you what I mean. Like, they've, they've stopped believing. I want God to embarrass their unbelief. Where they'll go before God and say, okay, uh, sorry on that one. <laughs> because some, I want God to do such big things that they'll say, eh, what he has done does not match the level of faith I've had. Doesn't even match the level of, I'm zealous for those who backslidden to be restored by seeing the goodness of God. I'm zealous for those who are not living right to experience the conviction power of God, to experience the fear of the Lord. I'm zealous for those who are not wearing their body to experience divine, not just healing, but divine health. I'm zealous for those who've been, I mean, I've had, we've had saints of God whose names are known everywhere. They keep on applying to every institution for a job. No, no, I'm zealous for them. I'm zealous. This week, let them receive that phone call. Not that phone call, that phone calls. I'm zealous for those business gurus who are just one signature away, just one contract away, just one favor away. I'm zealous for them. I want to see results. I don't know. I want a fight during testimony period, a holy fight, not, not like physical. Like a fight for, no, it's my turn. No, hey, Pastor Choi is not fair. She just keeps giving that one. No, even me, I also posted my name. I want, I want, I want everyone, as in where we're saying, okay, guys. Uh, for the next three weeks, we're just hearing testimonies. Because just testimony after testimony. I'm zealous for those saints who maybe are struggling with their academics. They can't focus. They're struggling to study. I'm zealous for them to just be of a sound mind. I'm zealous for the saints who maybe are struggling with depression or struggling with anxiety or struggling with anything in their emotions and their minds. So just come to a place of soundness. To come to a place of wholeness. I don't know about you. I'm zealous for the saints. I want the saints to stand. I want them to be established. I want them to move from declaration to manifestation. I want our sermons to be, look at that one. When we want to teach on prosperity, we say, hey, the, now, now how to choose? How to choose? Maybe we'll put like in a bow and then we pick ID number 64. Come to the front. <laughs> Come to the front. And we just say, okay, tell us your testimony. That's what I want. I'm zealous. I'm zealous for the house of God as well. I'm zealous for us to be more than we are right now. I feel these messages are too, are too powerful for the, for the few that we have. We need more. Everyone needs to hear this. I'm zealous for us to have our own place. Where we can have a seven-day convention and not have to worry about A, B, C, D. Except we really have to work on parking space because eh? <laughs> the way God is blessing that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. I'm zealous for the marital homes of the saints to be doing well. <laughs> Why do I feel like the person who answered is single? <laughs> single in the context of marriage. <laughs> no, the single for the passport form. <laughs> the passport form, you can't say I'm in a committed relationship. <laughs> no, but I'm zealous. I'm zealous for the saints to be teachers of the world. I'm zealous for Isaiah 2 to be fulfilled. That the mountain of the Lord's house will be above all the mountains. And they will come to us. I'm zealous for the saints to release songs. Songs that will shake the earth. Songs that will make us dance and praise our God. I'm zealous for the saints to release media productions. That will just blow our minds. I'm zealous for that. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my zeal for the saints, of course, 
I start with home city of the Lord Church, but I'm zealous all around. I don't like it when I see social media pages trying to bring down pastors or anything like that. Most of the times, the motive is never right. Most of the times, there's a lot of bitterness in the sense that and you don't let it corrupt you. I'm zealous to see the saints winning. So I'm going to pray. I don't know about you, but I'm going to pray for you. And if you've never been prayed for in your life, <laughs> this week you'll be prayed for. I'm zealous for the saints to walk in spiritual gifts. What I'm zealous for is that by the time the saints are entering, you know, when they go marching in, I want like each of them to receive a big reward. Each of them. Because they would have all fulfilled their purpose. Finally, for the day, I don't know, is there anyone here who's zealous for the next level? Philippians 3. Oh God. Oh God. I get a lot of messages. Um, I don't know how many requests for mentorship that I get in a week. And just generally a lot of messages. And usually, the messages are usually, how did you get there? How did you get where you are? And I honestly don't know where I am in that context. I don't know what they mean. <laughs> no, I, I'm very serious about it. I don't know what they mean. Because my mind is always thinking, how can I get there? How can I? Actually, you know, I had to train myself to enjoy moments. I never used to enjoy many things. I'll be honest. That's, by the way, that's, a, that's something that if you are a dreamer, if you are a visionary, you have to learn to work on. I never used to enjoy many things. I never used to enjoy meetings because I would always, I'd always notice everything that has gone wrong. My mind would always be, this could have been done like that, that could have been done like that, that could have been done like that. That's the way my mind always used to be. Until one time, I think I was having, what was I having? I was having, I think we were having the faithful man dinner. And then the food came like one minute late from downstairs to upstairs. It was one minute late. And I'm there like, one minute? I might as well just go down myself and carry it, like in my head. <laughs> I'm there thinking, what is my guest thinking of me? The food is one minute late. And my guest turns to me and says, learn to enjoy the moment. <laughs> like, and I realized he was not bothered about the food coming one minute later than it was on the program. Can you imagine? One minute. <laughs> but they did an amazing job, ladies and gentlemen. Give them a hand. <laughs> I'm just I'm giving you an example of how how my mind used to think. I had to learn to start enjoying things. So now I enjoy things. I enjoy them. Even when it didn't go well, I find the funny side. <laughs> and I crack a joke in my head. Okay? And <laughs> And if I'm not mistaken, it was raining that day. Yeah. I think that's what caused the delay. Yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, I was, I was trying to make a point. I was saying my mind, for me, is always thinking next level, next level in all areas. 
What's the next level of excellence? What's the next level of wealth? What's the next level of the anointing? What's the next level of counseling? What's the next level of this? What's the next level of that? That desire should always carry you into prayer. Let me just show us one verse. Philippians 3, verse 12. Maybe I'll start from verse 9 for context. I, God, I'm sensing something. Okay, 10. Okay. That I may know him. Now, this is Paul almost at the end of his life on earth. Like he's written three quarters of the New Testament. And then he says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attend to the resurrection from the dead. Now look at this. Not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on. That I may lay hold of I may lo, I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid off for me. I don't know where you feel you're at in terms of destiny. I feel like I'm maybe maybe one point five percent somewhere there. Like, no, there are more souls I can preach to. Like there's way more I can do. Way more. Way, 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 way. Now, I'm not saying I'm in a panic state. I'm not saying I'm in a panic state because there's no need to panic. But I'm in a hungry state. I'm zealous. I need the next level. Next verse. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Uh -huh. I press towards the I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I want when the time comes to uh, permanently shift from this residence for some time anyways until the new earth. I really want to reach a heaven for lack of a better term purpose-wise. Like I want to reach like I'm done, like, like done, like, like empty, like you've finished, you've written all the books you could have written, you've encouraged everyone, you could have encouraged some even twice, you've, you've, you've released all the prophecies you could have released, you've won all the souls you could have won, you've mentored all the people you could have mentored, you've opened all the businesses you could have opened, you've grown all the profits you could have grown, you've paid for all the school fees you could have paid for, you've, uh, You've loved, you've, you've cherished, you've raised the family, you've raised a generation, you've raised another generation, perhaps another one. You've done this, you've done... And then, I am looking, like, where in the last days we'll be looking on earth, like, what's there? Like, <laughs> anything new. <laughs> then you will start quoting scriptures, like, yeah, there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> As in, where, where anytime you start feeling it, like, anytime you're just... Like anytime you just zone out to, I don't know, maybe we'll be given to conquer some other planet or whatever. But like, where it's, where it's like he came, he conquered, like, ah. So I don't know about you, but I'm going to pray because there's a level that I want to get to that I'm not yet, I'm, I'm not yet seeing 
I'm not yet seeing certain things in the flesh that I want to see. Like where I've, some things I've seen in the spirit, there's like a bit of a lag with some of the things I've seen in the flesh. I'm going to pray them into existence. I'm going to pray them into existence. When a person is, because you know prayer is compared to giving birth, right? When a person is a few weeks away, you know, you start anticipating. But then there's a place where it's due. Where you know any time from now. Then there's a place where they give you a deadline. Where they say, if by Thursday <laughs> we're, going to in, we're going to do a higher level, the child must be out by this day. That's what I'm doing this week. I don't know about you. <laughs> uh -uh, no, maybe, maybe I don't know how patient you're willing to be in this case. I've been very patient. But for me, by, <laughs> by the time we're reaching night of yonder, <laughs> <laughs> when it's reaching zero four, I might as well change my step. I don't know if. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm hungry, and I know people pray for me. I'm very grateful for that. But this one, I'm taking responsibility for myself. I'm not going to assume anyone will pray for me the way I would want to be prayed for. I'm not going to assume that. I'll be very grateful if they do. But I'm also taking responsibility for myself. There's, there's a way I'm taking responsibility. At the same time, I'll also pray for others as though they don't pray. I'm, I'm taking responsibility this period. Because I'm zealous for the Lord. I'm zealous to see miracles that I've only dreamed of. I'm zealous to see things I've never seen, that I've just seen in books. Things that I've not even read of. Where those watching from heaven like i want a case where like some things happen and Catherine Kuman is like shocked like hey there's even those levels no i'm zealous for like some crazy stuff some of which i can't even put in words when god gave us a theme of the latter rain one of the things he showed me was intercession becoming very real how many of us are ready for the fast Okay, I would like to admonish if there is any person in this place that's not born again and you'd like to have a relationship with Jesus beginning today. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. What matters is what he has done. Perhaps you may have strayed away from the path Today could be that day where you reconnect. All you have to do is respond. So if you are one of those people from any of the two sessions that I've called, and one thing I don't want you to do is to be proud. Don't feel proud. So if you are one of those people, very quickly I would like you to lift your hands. I'll give you a minute. You can just lift your hand high. I see it. Anybody else? Don't be shy. Just lift it. Is there anybody else? I've seen a few half hands like, should I lift, should I not, should I lift, should I not? If you're in that position, I'd advise you to lift it. The person who's lifted, please stand. Please stand. Wonderful. Is there anybody else? 
please come to the front. Is there anybody else who would like to connect with our Lord Jesus today? You want to have a relationship with him? I'll give you one more moment. I do think there's probably one more. Just raise your hand high. Don't be shy. Don't say I'll do it from the seat. I would admonish you to do it publicly. It helps your relationship with God because you're training yourself to not be ashamed. One last uh, call. Is there anybody else? Anybody else? Okay. Wonderful. What's your name? Sorry? Ruth. Lovely. We invited you. Sorry? Oh, lovely. Well, Samuel. Hi. Please lift your hands. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I confess you as my Lord. Amen. Congratulations. Let's lift your hands. The Father, arms are open wide. Forgiveness was born away. Pick up. The precious blood Jesus Christ. The altar. Receive the Holy Spirit with evidence of praying in other tongues. Forgiveness was poured away. The precious blood of Jesus. No, a bit more, a bit more, a bit more. Lord, let us just be on fire. Like, serious, serious, serious. The the Father's arms are open. Forgiveness was poured away. The precious blood of Jesus Christ. Now, leave her to pray a bit, which is done, you can take her. Come to the altar. We're just going to pray for a minute and we're done. How many of you have been blessed today? How many of you are saying, my zeal knows no bounds? Now, like I said, it's already in you. And what's going to happen now is that it's going to be activated. There will be a switch. Because it's spiritual. Zeal is spiritual. Stand. Now you declare after me. When we're done declaring, pray. What's your prayer point? Just pray. <laughs> Lift your hands and declare. Say in the name of Jesus. I have everything that I need for life and godliness. Say in the name of Jesus. I stir up everything within me that I need for godliness. For godliness. Say, so as, as I begin this week, those things, those things that, the Lord that the Lord has placed in me, has placed in me are coming to manifestation. manifestation. I, function I function at the optimum level, at the optimum level 
of ideas, of zeal, of the prophetic, of the miraculous, of every spiritual gift that's in me. I function at the optimum level of the blessing. I acknowledge that I am that vessel of God that brings in the physical the spiritual blessings which are in Christ Jesus. Pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. When the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves. Lift your hands for a moment and every eye closed. For some people, what will happen is the whole week will just be Thanksgiving because the answer is coming today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want silence just for a minute. Total silence just for a minute. Thank you. This is the realm of your glory. This is the realm of your grace. I can feel your mighty power. It is moving in this place. Da da da. 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 In the presence of angels. With God's glory on their wings Like a voice of mighty waters I can hear the angels sing Holy Holy presence of angels with God's glory on their wings like the voice of many waters I can hear the angels sing this is the realm of your glory this is the realm of your grace 
heart's desire is to seek your face holy 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 sing
horror. There is a lot of angelic activity. There is an increase in angelic activity in your life. Just like it was when Jacob saw angels ascending and descending. Not long after, the Lord spoke. When Jacob wrestled, a man the whole night, his name was changed. The zeal to wrestle that man the whole night enforced a blessing that was already his. When the angel appeared before Cornelius, something had changed. When the angels appeared before Daniel, something had changed. I saw a vision of angels walking in and they were placing things on people's heads. One of the things I heard in my spirit is divine repairings as a sign that there are repairings taking place in the lives of the saints. People will begin to find gadgets that weren't working before, working on their own. Things that were destroyed, you'll just come back and find them replaced. Like divine repairings as a sign of angelic activity. The angels are making their presence known. Supernatural things are going to be happening. Supernatural things will be happening. There are angels that have been sent to help. There are angels that have been sent to help. Yeah. 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 Lord, give us a foretaste. Give us a foretaste. Give us a foretaste. Give us a foretaste. There is this overwhelming hunger that I sense in my heart. And hunger is a gift from God. Because it's the gift for you to receive more. Ah. Sansa, 
Mas a menina meditou Aí não E eu Oh wow, what a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.